0: Get in the know, non stop Viking Star. It's purple daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com.
2: Yeah. Oh, I Oh, Fire it up every Friday.
1: He's, just, he's got such good legs because he's a punter. He's got such good—I mean, those calves, man. That—that's—that is. Those are some good legs.
0: Yeah. What makes a good leg on a man,
1: Judd? Just a tree trunk leg. That's a good leg. I mean, there's a lot of muscle oh, mass in man. that leg. Like, that's it's a healthy sturdy. leg. Very that's a, oh, incredibly sturdy. It's a good looking leg. I'm not going to lie. Think
0: he shaves uh, it. Brady Quinn, I'll tell you what, I stood next next to Brady Quinn. For some reason, Brady Quinn was like taking batting practice at Target Field one time. Shaved? Shaves his whole body. Shaves his whole body. What's that all about? Yeah, I can't do that. Like swimmers, I guess. Can't say it helped him run faster or throw a ball any more accurately, but uh, yeah, already. Well, this is Purple Daily, and uh, (laughs) I'm Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, executive producer, Declan Goff. This show is presented by our friends at TCL. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. And it's four question Friday, which means uh, we line up four relevant questions, really just four questions that we feel like throwing out. Um, and the first one, we'll just start right here, boys. Judd Zolge was at minicamp for two days. They uh, canceled, canceled the third, the third day because things went so well the first couple days. But what were, let's just go, what were your single biggest takeaways, all of us? What was your single biggest takeaway from minicamp. Judd was there watching all the practices. Declan and I uh, watching clips and press conferences and things like that. So your biggest takeaway from minicamp.
1: Okay, so I'm going to go big picture here, and I wrote about this uh, for scorenorth.com. You can find my column that I posted this morning on this topic. But my biggest takeaway was this. So it was, I got to say, pretty relaxed there. And that's not a bad thing. But, you know, like there's times where you can tell even this time of year, Zimmer's uptight. Coaches are uptight. Cousins is uptight. Not this time it seemed relaxed it seemed which is a good thing it seemed laid back it seemed like they got their work done but there wasn't an overall angst there and i guess my biggest takeaway was i think that's the right way to go because i mean football sucks it's a long hmm. season it's a it's a hard sport to play and when you're uptight in june or at football. the start of training camp that's not a positive so my biggest takeaway was i wonder if we're going to see that same mentality and attitude brought to training camp because, and this is what I got into in my column, the pressure is on. And I don't mean that as a bad thing, but like this team is built to win now. And, and, you know, to go back to the Mackey and Judd purple daily mantra of recent months, no excuses. Now, no excuses. The offensive line might not be perfect, but it's damn well rebuilt. And there is not a player drafted after the third round. It's all draft picks now, hopefully. Uh, if Smith and Darisaw start which I think they will there's not a player drafted after the third round on that offensive line there's two first round picks uh Kirk has weapons no question about it that hopefully Clint Kubiak will allow him to use the defense might not be perfect but it's rebuilt a lot of investments 11 free agents brought in uh since the end of last season on defense and so Zimmer has tended to tighten up at times. I'm curious if we're going to see what I liked during mini camp, which was sort of a relaxed, we've got work to do, but we'll get it done. Are we going to see that? Because if we do, that's a really positive sign. If they get to training camp and it's sort of uptight and like we're expected to win the division, we got to go, go, go. I got it. I don't like that mentality to start a season. So that's my biggest takeaway is more of the 10,000 foot view of, of I liked what I saw. Are we going to continue to see that?
0: Yeah. And, uh, And just to reiterate what Judd said, I think the tagline we are putting on the Vikings from their perspective is no excuses. Mm -hmm. And our own mission statement on this show continues to be, we'd like to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl before we all die. Uh, And I think uh, my main takeaway from just the mini camp conversations and press conferences and even just the social media stuff coming out is that there is an internal confidence among this Vikings team that we haven't seen in a while. I mean – They've been good and they've been competitive, even when they miss the playoffs. Like they've, there's a certain there's a certain belief that they're going to win games. You know they're certainly not in like New York Jets mode the last few years where they're just a shattered franchise. Um, so it, they've never like fully lacked confidence. But this team, everything that Adam Thielen said earlier in the week, Patrick Peterson brings a level of bravado. Eric Kendricks has this sort of quiet, calm confidence, just like Harrison Smith does and Daniil Hunter. This team, in Justin Jefferson too, this team feels like they think they're going to win a lot of games in 2021. And you can sort of sense that uh, just by watching and listening to the things that are being said. So I would say my main takeaway is how much they believe they're going to have a good season if everyone stays healthy. Declan?
2: Uh, For me, it's very simple, and I'll just... Rip this Band-Aid off and start this campaign as it goes. Shane Zilstra uh, is going to get that wide receiver three job, so Chad Beebe might wow. be uh, might be on the lookout for uh, for his roster <laughs> spot there because I think Shane Zilstra was turning some heads with his boy Kellen Mond. Look out, Chad Beebe, because here comes Shane Zilstra. That is my biggest takeaway from uh, Vikings minicamp.
0: Is Shane Zilstra still eligible for uh, Mr. Mankato? I believe so. Has he? Well, okay, dumb question. Has he played NFL snaps in a regular season game? Was he no. on like special teams? or anything? I'm looking him up. No, right no, now he j- he
2: joined the Vikings in in May. He he, he signed in May. I don't okay. I don't believe he. So
0: he he could, he could be a prime Mr. Mankato yeah. candidate.
2: Yeah, he was an undrafted signee in May of of after the draft.
1: Okay, unless something's changed here, when they signed him in May though, they signed him to play tight end. According to the according to the team website. Mm. It's okay. a, yeah, don't sleep on Shane Zilstra. But yes, he's definitely yes, he's a tight end. That's fine. So he can't win the re- receiver three, but he can he, still he, he, he play. Can still, he's
0: got a month and a half to lose some weight and, 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 he, he, and, sh- he, and shrink
2: maybe. So he can he bit. can just still take Chad Beebe's <laughs> roster spot in general. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, if it's guard or if it's wide receiver, <laughs> yes, quarterback doesn't matter. It's he just, is a yeah. Mr.
1: Mankato candidate. Yes,
0: Declan's like just slash his tires.
1: Yeah, just his tires.
0: It was me. All right, question number two here. So the Vikings announced yesterday their training camp dates, and they're going to charge for admission to some of the training camp, like the primetime, nighttime practices. I don't believe they ever did this in Mankato. I don't think, I mean, there was no fans at camp last year. There was premium
1: for, which there still is, but they never charges the ordinary fan. Mm -hmm. Correct, they talked about it once.
0: So how do you feel about the Vikings looking to uh, squeeze a few more bucks out of their training camp experience?
1: I know that you didn't, you know, that, that you didn't have fans last year at training camp and certainly at games. And I know that you probably lost quite a bit of potential revenue because of that. And a lot of, and all teams did, but I hate this. And here's why one is welcome back fans. And now here's four pretty good practices. You can pay for $10 for adults to the ones um, at TCO $20 for adults at the scrimmage at us bank stadium, which is highway robbery. Football practices are awful. Uh, they they used to be – they've always been awful, but they used to actually be competitive, right? Like, Phil, we watch football practices, full pads, and guys got hurt and guys worked. Um, <laughs> now they're glorified, for the most part, walkthroughs lots of times. The first one that they're going to charge for is the nighttime stadium practice at TCO, and that is in what they're calling the ramp-up period. That means no pads. That means it's basically going to be shells and helmets, and they're going to go through, and they're going to do stuff. But you're charging uh, adults 10 bucks for that and kids 5 bucks. And here's the other thing I really don't like. This leads down a slippery slope because this is clearly them putting it out there that, hey, will people pay? Because if they will, we're going to charge them more. So it'll go from um, four practices this year to eight practices next year to three years from now. Every practice you'll have to pay. Fans already go and they buy merchandise. They buy beverages, they buy food, and a lot of families go who can't afford to go to games, especially coming out of a pandemic when probably lots of people have taken pay cuts. This is something that they can afford to take their kids to who then become lifelong football fans because I got to go with my... So I hate this, and I know it's just four, but I absolutely... This league makes enough money. You don't need to charge people to get into a practice.
0: Listen, I'm all I'm all for capitalism here and I think if there's uh if there's a market they're not, they're not charging a hundred dollars to go watch special teams practice. would you what's it like ten bucks? Ten bucks. For an adult for ticket.
1: F- it's ten bucks. Yeah. For the four. It's ten
0: bucks. I'm fine with it. Yeah. It's ten bucks. They want to make a couple bucks. It
1: doesn't bug me at It's all.
0: a you know, I I'm actually shocked that they spent fifty years giving away uh you know, Randy Moss and Adrian Peterson for free. You get to go watch those guys for free? No, you got to pay up. Yeah,
1: but we don't have... You you guys, families can afford $10 tickets. 10 right? bucks for the, the adults, 5 bucks for kids. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this is a slippery slope. Slippery slope. They're going to start charging for more. And, and look, for people like us, I don't care. But if you have three kids who love the Vikings and, like, you can't afford to go to games... This was one time where you could, and it's not like you didn't go spend. You you went and spent. So I, yeah, I, I hate I this okay. idea. For families, so I point, think it's
0: unfair. I, I, yeah, okay. Well, and, and, like, it's presumptuous of me to say, like, all families can afford $10 tickets. That's not true. And so I will say if they keep some sort of avenue open for underprivileged families and kids to be able to go watch their favorite players or get autographs, they should do that and not have it be 100% a cash grab. Uh, at the same time, I understand coming out of a pandemic year, they want to make a couple extra bucks. Yeah. All right. It's gre- It's for sure greedy. It's for sure capitalistic. And we built them, but, uh, and we
1: built them a stadium you know. and and a state-of-the-art b- facility that I know um, Egan helped out on. So really, you can't just keep the practices free. They're football practices. It's highway robbery to charge, too. They suck. I mean, spring training baseball, you go watch baseball. Yeah, but you pay. You, you right. pay to go. Oh, I no, but I, I'd pay to go. Cause you get to go watch baseball. Not really. Training camp practices is cones on the field. Donuts. But people. But it's still it's still a product
0: that what they're saying is, hey, listen, like there's a market for this. People people will absolutely pay ten dollars to watch this. So yeah. I get it. All right, Dax, break the tie. Yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't
2: matter to me. It, it, it's not that big of a deal. It's ten bucks. I understand. You know, Paul Gazelka our Jud Zolgat over there complaining that eventually we're going to have to get down to. Uh, eventually it starts a slippery slope and more people starting to pay more money to, to see football practice. I don't think it matters, dude. I, I I think it's
0: not that big of a deal. I really don't. Sorry, Judd. So Judd Jud is sticking up Sorry, for... Dude. I am sticking <laughs> up for the fan. The families and the fans. <laughs> I am
1: sticking up for the fan.
0: Yep. Um, all right, question number three is brought to us by our friends at PXG Minneapolis. So you got the U.S. Open going on right now. There's, a, there's some PXG pros that you're going to see all throughout the weekend, hopefully anyways. And uh, if you're just looking to improve your game, you're looking to get one of the best sets of clubs you're going to find on the market. Uh, the Gen 4 clubs have landed. Drivers, fairways, hybrids, irons. These are the best performing clubs PXG has ever made. And you can find them in stock at PXG Minneapolis and Southdale Center. It's a golfer's paradise. Check it out. And uh, you can stoop around online, too, at pxg.com Minneapolis. All right, let's get to question number three here. All right, so no football for six weeks, boys. Uh-huh. Mini camp is over. Training camp doesn't start for five and a half, six weeks. Uh-huh. So, give the audience one viewing recommendation that they can maybe do a, a YouTube search and find what's a, what's a football game or some sort of some sort of football thing yeah. YouTube rabbit hole that they can go down and keep themselves entertained for the next few weeks to gain at least one one thing yeah
1: to gain an appreciation of how far the sport and this league has come go back and watch 1970s highlights (laughs) um or games i don't care what but just to understand where this sport was and how different it looked and and how the run game was king at one time and quarterback interceptions were a commonplace and hits were brutal like to It's hard to fathom how much the sport has changed until you go look at the seventies or the sixties and see that it was a brutal sport that, that, you know, what was played in these big cookie cutter, um, multi-use stadiums, like everything about it was different. My advice is gain an appreciation for how far the sport has come by watching that.
0: All right. What about you, Declan?
2: Uh, Two things come to mind. Number one, uh, SB Nation does these great long docks, not long, short docks. They're 15 minutes. They're called rewinders. And basically they take a very prominent sports moment that happened, and then they rewind how they got there over a long 10, 15-minute moment, how it brought there. They've done ones on the Vikings before. They've done the Minneapolis Miracle. They've done the Far of Interception. They've even done the Michael Vick run in overtime in 2004. They're great little vignettes of, of, of how things happen in sports you might have forgot about. And another one that I saw actually on, on the school Reddit page um, this morning was when, and I've, I've mentioned I think this game before in, in, our, in our Zimmer era, but when Zimmer's 2017 team, the number one defense, shut down Sean McVay and the Rams against the number one offense here at U.S. Bank Stadium, like absolutely just put the clamps on them. That's a great highlight game to go back and watch. Um, that was that was you can make a case So that was one of Mike Zimmer's most masterful, masterful pieces of a game where he shut down Sean McVay in the number one offense. Yeah,
0: I like all those uh, recommendations. I'm going to give you one. I went down Football. a YouTube rabbit hole earlier this week, and I was just thinking back because I used to play Tecmo Super Bowl on, nice. on the, the original Nintendo when I was a kid back in the '90s. Mm-hmm and one of my favorite teams to play with was the Chiefs because of Christian Okoye, oh, yeah. the Nigerian nightmare uh, <laughs> running back. He had a couple of just huge seasons. And so if you go down a YouTube rabbit hole uh, and search Christian Okoye, O-K-O-Y-E, for those who are don't remember his career, you want to talk like early 90s, big-ass shoulder pads, neck roll, and just barreling through the line of scrimmage. That's kind of what Mike Zimmer's, I think, dream of what he wants the Vikings to be, right? Like, he would love for the Vikings to just pound the rock 45 times a game and play ball control and defense. Mm -hmm. Uh, Go watch some Christian Okoye highlight reels and full games on YouTube and uh, get that flavor of
1: 90s football. football. I want to say that Christian Okoye, didn't he have a really big game in the opener in 1990? I'm trying to find it here quickly. I want to say that the Vikings opened against the Chiefs in Kansas City and got done by him.
0: Wade yeah, Wilson, I know that thing started
1: at quarterback. I'm trying to find it here not, I can't get it uh, booted up on my. I do
0: phone. know that he was he was like very inexperienced when it came to football. and in fact, wasn't he yeah, I just and found this so they did play Kansas he was City. A, he was an Olympic athlete like he was mm-hmm. a track and field guy. Uh, he won seven college titles in shot put, discus, and hammer throw. And the first time he attended an American football game, he thought the game was boring. <laughs> and then he went on to have. He was a second round pick um, out of Azusa Pacific, and wound up just he was like a, he was like 250 pounds <laughs> and six foot one, and just barreled guys. Ninety two,
1: so ninety two yeah. yards on twenty eight carries, so not great. A touchdown against the Vikings in the 1990 opener which was a 24-21 Chiefs victory. The Meadows at Mystic Lake invites you to play their award-winning public golf course. It offers a unique,
0: challenging, and scenic experience that both beginner and expert golfers will enjoy. The Meadows at Mystic Lake features over 7,000 yards of pristine bent grass fairways, trees and greens surrounded by acres of wildflowers and prairie plants. This oasis, just minutes away from downtown Minneapolis, provides a magical escape to nature. It's never too early to book a tee time or shop the pro shop. Stop in or visit
1: GolfTheMeadows.com. That's
0: GolfTheMeadows.com. Owned and operated by the Shakopee Wakatetsu community. All right, question number four here on this four question Friday, boys. Would you rather lose all of your money or lose your best friend? And I'm going to take your significant other slash wife out of the equation. Oh, Oh, okay. She is your best
1: friend. And your best friend doesn't, you're not saying dies, you're just saying like you don't talk to the person anymore. No,
0: they're gone from your life.
1: Right, but they're not dead. They're They're not
0: dead. That does
2: that is a big important caveat here.
1: So, like, like, you just don't talk to them anymore.
2: Let's
0: just say they're
1: yeah. I'd prefer they not be dead because then my then I don't think I can wish. They're that. just
0: out of your life. Okay, that's out simple. of your life. That's <laughs>
1: simple. I'm not going to lose my money. <laughs> I think I'm with Judd. I'm not even going to come close to losing my money. I mean, yeah. I love my friends. I love you can them. Get dearly. your money back.
0: What if you could get your money back by just continuing to work? But I'm out of money. But I'm
2: broke. Yeah. What? And I have a friend out of it. I don't care about that. I want my money. But I'm broke. Yeah.
1: Like, I've got Dawn. I've got Stella. Okay, that's cool. I'm fine. Okay, what if it was, like, all right, what if. What, the pandemic if, was, I lost my friend. I mean, you couldn't go out with your friends Okay, stuff. Okay, let, let me rephrase it. Let actually, me rephrase it was it. fine.
0: Because I would choose money, too, in that scenario. All right, who am I kidding? All right, would you rather lose all your money or have to go through the rest of your life alone without a significant other? Declan's got a longer road, potentially. Yeah, I do. How rich am I? Right now, well,
1: your income now. Yeah,
0: I mean, none of us are rich. No, but, you know what we're doing. You know, we're not
1: broke either. Okay, so, but I'm not going to, no, I'm not going to lose Dawn for that then.
0: All right, here, here's what
2: I would do. I would I would lose my money because I need to hitch my wagon to a woman who makes way more money than me in general. There you go. That's, so, the, that's the play right so, there. So, you yeah, yeah, lose You're all single. the money. You got that. You start Third at moment. zero. Build up that equity again, yeah. baby. I'm ready to go. That's um, easy for you. I, 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 I cannot afford, literally, to to marry someone yeah. who makes the same if not less money than I we will not have a good life. We just won't have a very good life. This is very
1: simple for you right now. Very simple. Like this like this is not hard cuz you you're leveraging your situation yeah. to your advantage. Yes. If you're like Joe Fox. A little bit like you Joe are, Fox you, a little manipulative. I mean you're yeah. an a-hole but yeah. that's that's fine. Well, that's But that's why. very easy. Yeah. Makes sense. So <laughs> makes what's your response cuz you're you got a gal like I do. So like that's that, that's tougher.
0: Yeah, I would. Uh, well, I think I think Declan's right in that you have to survey the financial landscape here. But I will say that when it comes to uh, the ceiling of financial earnings, I think my wife <laughs> probably has a higher ceiling than I do. So <laughs> she's uh, she's very smart, very savvy, has a great job, and so I would I would forego the money and just sort of hope that we could build it back up over the next ten to twenty years. Yeah. All right, God willing, God willing, so you
1: got twenty, 20 years. In 20 years, I'll be. You might have 20 in, years. You I, might, might, 20 I years. might, but I might not. Yeah. Again, I mean, I'm 51. There's no guarantee I get to 60. I always felt before this. There were guarantees.
0: Like, I was is like the is is 60 sort of gravy? Like, if you get to 60, are you?
1: No, 70s gravy. Because a lot of men die at 69. Don't say it. I won't. A lot of men die at 69. I I feel like I feel like not getting to 60 would be. A little bit of an upset, but not Declan shocking. Just can't,
0: Declan's just laughing his ass.
1: But no, ass. I'm serious. A lot of a lot of men. <laughs> Don's di- dad died, 69. There's a lot of men that don't get that. Uh, don't get that. So, yeah. so I would say 70 is gravy. I, I just think it's important to say 60 is not a given. Right. Like there's a lot that could go wrong.
0: You know, I had Part, a, when I was when I was 12 years old. My family, we we had a, it was like a big family trip, including my aunt and uncle and cousin. We all drove down to. New Orleans, Florida, and kind of went up around SEC country, right? And so I remember we were in New Orleans, we were in the French Quarter, and we ran into one of many tarot card and palm reader type people, right? These oh, psychics, of, cor- yeah, of course. And so she uh, she did two readings, one on my aunt, and correctly predicted, "Are you this is your fourth marriage, right?" And she was right; like she nailed all these things. Oh right? wow! And then she does a reading. They thought it'd be funny for her to do a reading on a kid. And she said, you're going to die in your mid-60s, hmm. is what I'm reading from your poem. Oh, I can see that, yeah. So I've always sort of thought, yeah, all right, I've got less time maybe. Or I think if I get to 70, it's sort of gravy. Yeah. And I try not to be super well, unhealthy.
1: Technically, yeah. you should get there, but I'm just saying the risks go much maybe. higher. Sure. sure. Much higher. I mean, Declan, Declan's probably got 30-some-odd years for sure left, and he I should have think. more. But I mean, you know, it's all about the genes. It's all about your genes, man. Yeah, Royce is the well, that, perfect example of that. Patrick Royce, whoever his parents were, unbelievable genes. Yeah, he's
0: always you know he's always been overweight, but he's never had any. He always says, you know, I ah, say my blood pressure is fine. It's a modern miracle. No, I know. Meanwhile, like I've had cholesterol since I was exactly twenty-three. Yeah, there it is. Football. Anyways, that got. Weird. dark and morbid yeah. well it just depends Super on the parameters
1: yeah. but yeah friends see you later bye friends yeah cool yeah the pandemic they taught me one sound. thing being home's great
2: <laughs> yeah, safe at home as my shirt says safe at safe, home. Home, exactly safe at home exactly right safe at home with
1: my do, with my yes. remote control and some beers yeah. yeah
0: well thanks for hanging out with us on this morbid episode of purple daily okay. don't forget click question. the subscribe button on our youtube page and give us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts and help spread the word to other Vikings fans about this community that we are building. Thanks to you guys, we'll see you guys tomorrow.